Hey, dog fans, this is the Dogcast episode number 385. Dogs win big over the Warhawks, 51 to 14, in a weather shortened game. Episode number 385, the ULM postgame show. Big win for the Dogs, 51-14 to 14 over the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. I tell you, uh, first game that I've ever been to that was cut short for weather. Never been to a game like that. I stood outside, old dog, in the rain without a poncho. It was, I thought it was actually pretty fun. I kind of enjoyed getting wet. It was kind of fun. Boy, and I tell you what, those that had bet the over were pissed, and those that bet the under got a gift. Well, hell, those that bet the dogs. The dogs covered, but you know, the little-known 55-minute rule came into play. And what was the over? I don't even know. Well, you know. I don't even uh, know. I just know they were talking about it, and basically all bets were off, and you got your money back. All bets were off because of the 55-minute rule. Little-known yeah. little known gambling rule, the game is not official until they've played for 55 minutes. So it doesn't matter if you bet the over, the under, the dogs, or the hogs, you got your money back. It was game over. That's so right. Even though the dogs did cover, you didn't, you didn't win if you bet the dogs. But anyway. And, and, you, and it was over, and you didn't win either. That's right, exactly. So we had a lightning warning. Uh, you know, and when they two. called it, yeah, yeah, two is a fact, yeah. But, you know, the first one, it wasn't raining or anything. I, I, but I'm telling you, the second one, it was damn blue sky. When I mean, it was blue sky. We, we knew the first one was kind of coming, but the second one, I believe they easily could have finished that game before it even got cloudy overhead, you know. But, well, what's the deal, though? Isn't it like lightning within 25 miles, they call it? Within 15 miles. Okay. So you say yesterday, I mean, like the senator said, 40 years of football, never seen a game cut short. Yesterday you had Georgia with the lightning, Tennessee with the lightning, and LSU never even damn got off the ground. So clearly, uh, you know, this lightning thing. You know, the funny thing, though, they call the damn game and get all the players, everybody's off the field. But you fans, you can sit out there on those damn metal bleachers, no problem, right? You guys just sit out there. Nobody gives a shit about that. That's right. They got your your donation and you've already paid for the tickets. (laughs) You can sit up there on those damn metal bleachers all you want, kids. You don't have to get out. You don't have to do anything. Don't worry about it. But, uh, yeah. So big win. How did you like uh, – let's, let's just get it into it, man. Let's get into it. You have to be a fan. You, old dog, have to be a fan of Schottenheimer's play calling yesterday. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I guess seeing, seeing our quarterback play, it's definitely, I think, because we have to. 
Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I love it. And as long as we can win ball games with the ground game, then that's exactly what we need to do. Because I tell you what, if we if we get into a game where we've got to throw the ball a lot, I right now, unless we improve a lot, I think we're sunk. Well, you know, pass pass blocking was not as good as we would have hoped. I mean, I'm, no. I mean, I I like Lambert's play. The throw to uh, the throw to Jeb. That throw was down a damn pipe. I mean, he threw that well, ball. Well, that, that was good, and the one to Mitchell was good. The, the, the throw to Mitchell that, was awesome. The thing that bothered me, I guess a couple things, is one, the and, and you hit on it, the, the pass protection was not fair. Uh, right. You know, any time he dropped back, pretty much he was scrambling, running for his life, you know, trying to throw the ball. And mm-hmm, two... Mm-hmm. I don't think we threw a ball downfield more than 25 yards. Yeah, I don't so think we had a ball. So it tells me yards. we may be in that Hudson Mason mold again where we really don't have a quarterback with an arm that can stretch the field, although we've been told, you know, Lambert and Ramsey and, you know, John, John Buck and whoever it is, you know, can throw the ball like Wayne Johnson. Sure. But, you know, when, when push comes to shove, we're not throwing it downfield. Granted, some of that may be because we don't have anybody that can stretch the field either. You know, McKenzie got in there a little bit and was so anxious he had to jump all sides, you know, on the first play. Uh, yeah. I really don't know if Godwin's a, did, a, They didn't have McKenzie returning punts at all. We had two guys in to return punts, and none of them were number 16. And I heard after the game, I didn't hear any talk about it during the game in the stadium, I'm just wondering, but I heard something. You know, I mean, I don't know what the deal is. What What is the deal with McKenzie not returning punts? That was well, you that. Know, I, I I don't know because it seems like I mean, as we talked earlier, the hamstring thing is going to bother him all season long because sure. you don't heal from a hamstring in two or three weeks. But my thinking is, you know, if he's if he's well enough to play receiver, unless he's just out there as a decoy and we hope that, you know, Louisiana Monroe had read all the press clippings. Uh, I don't know why he's not returning punts or kickoffs either. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know I don't either either, he, either, he, either you know, he's I mean, hurt or he's not hurt. And to me, if you're good enough, to, you know, if you're well enough to play receiver, you ought to be well enough to return turn punts and kickoffs. Yeah, that, But like I say, too. he may have just, you know, he may have been out there as a decoy. We just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That was a little troublesome. I was happy with Lambert's passing. I was happy with his decision-making. He clearly is not, uh, like you said, he's careful with the ball. No doubt about it, man. Very careful with the ball. Um, but, uh, you know, what What else did you think? I mean, we spread the ball around. I mean, touchdowns, two for Keith Marshall. Man, the crowd went crazy, and rightly so. Man, Keith Marshall, two touchdowns yesterday. Blazevich with a touchdown. Sonny Michelle with a touchdown. Malcolm Mitchell with a touchdown. Chubb with two touchdowns. The only thing is, I really wish Brandon Douglas could have got one. I wanted the hat trick at running back. I really wanted yeah. to say we had four running backs score touchdowns. Well, um, you know, hat trick is three. Well, you know, hell, whatever. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I, let me, I misspoke. I didn't mean hat trick. Whatever the damn... <laughs> Whatever the quad trick is, uh, yeah. Whatever the whatever maybe, the quad trick is. Maybe that's like the fedora trick or something. The kiss, specific. Kiss my, kiss my asshole, dog. Yeah. So we spread the ball around. Um, 
lots of different – I mean, you know, Chubb looks good. His vision, his cutbacks. Keith Marshall cutting the ball in the hole, man. He did not look – Gimpy, he did not look – he looked 100%. Um, I was really happy with Keith Marshall's running yesterday. Without a doubt. And, and again, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we can't have too many running backs. Yeah. yeah but, I know. man, it was also kind of neat to see, you know, that there were a few plays where we had both Michelle and Chubb in the backfield. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that has – and that's got to really be a problem for – for a lot of defenses. Again, you know, how much of the playbook did we really show? I mean, I think we're probably going to be pretty vanilla, you know, for the first two games and uh, open it up against the OBC. I agree. I agree. I think, and there were yesterday, yesterday I thought everything about that rushing game was vanilla. Everything about that passing game was vanilla. But, you know, looking at the numbers, we had 38 total rushes yesterday. We only had 10 complete passes, only 14 attempts. So we were 10 of 14 in passing and 38 rushes. You got to look. And what love. does that tell you? We threw four too many passes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know you're excited with 38 rushes and only 10 passes. That's uh, pretty, pretty damn cool there, man. Um, yeah, I was pretty happy. Yeah, run blocking was okay. Pass protection, not so great. Um, on special teams, what did you think? I have a couple of questions about special teams, old dog. I think Barber was punted fantastic yesterday. His placement, his distance, best punting game I've seen out of Colin Barber maybe since he's been at Georgia, the most complete punting game. And how about Colin Barber doing kickoffs all of a sudden? How did you like and those put, end zone kicks out of and, and, Colin and, Barber? Well, I mean, you know, you know the – you know, the dog cast for the last 10 years has been a big fan of the end zone kick. you damn right, brother. And I am hoping, I am hoping that all those calls and all those emails that we sent last year finally may have gotten through that thick skull of our head coach that we need to kick it in the end zone. I tell you what, it was... Now, uh, there, were, there were a couple kicks that didn't make it, but thank God there were no pooch kicks. No pooch kicks, and I'll tell you, considering our entire special team's philosophy, how refreshing is it to see Reggie Davis really trying on punt returns? Even on punt returns where you think, hey, I'm okay with you taking a fair catch here, right? He's catching balls on the third and fourth bounce and just going for it. I mean, I have thought to myself several times yesterday, boy, we have come so far from the Logan Gray era, you know? I mean, oh, hell, we're at absolutely. least trying, man. Yeah, That's but now so I'm, not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of trying to pick that son of a bitch up off of a bounce. Hey, I'm not either, but I would rather him try to pick. I mean, hell, hell, he's going for it. I'm really talking about philosophy, though. Exactly. We're, no, in terms I'm, of I'm philosophy, we're on the damn attack on punt return now, come hell or high water. And I mean, because uh, I think... I mean, I think the instructions to Logan Gray were the only time you can make can make, try to return it is if there is not a person within 25 yards of you, and that's from either team, yours or the opponent. <laughs> exactly. Our policy, our whole way of doing business is different on special teams now. I mean, and I'll tell you, man, Ryan Rankin, Ryan Rankin is my boy. 
he every year I like to find that one kid who is excited about being on special teams. You know, whether it's a uh, Sailors or Andrew Williams or you know whoever. Yeah, man, just goes hell bent for leather. Man, he makes every kick coverage like it's the last play of his damn life. I love Ryan Rankin out there yesterday. He was just killing it on kickoff coverage. It was it was fantastic, man. He has a great attitude. He's like, hey, I'm only going to be on the field for six or seven plays. By God, I'm going to make them count. And yeah. he sure did. It was really, really great. Um, You want to talk about defense? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, defense, again, is a work in, uh, to me, is a work in progress. Uh, you know, great linebacking core. Uh, Leonard Floyd just moving him all around. Uh, I sideline think, to sideline, covering white cover. Sideline to sideline, Leonard Floyd's playing. Well, you know, definitely, definitely it, they have got it in their head that they have got to have Jordan Jenkins, Leonard Floyd, and Lorenzo Carter on the field at the same time. I'm okay with uh, cause those Because those may well be our three best defensive players. Yeah. Uh, secondary, you know, we've, you know, we missed, we missed some tackles. And, you know, I think some of that was going, you know, for the blow-up shot. And, you know, some of them are freshmen. That guy, Rico, got burned a couple times. Hopefully they'll get better. Uh, the short little pass just ate our lunch. You know, I mean, we had, you know, there Always coming to the in. same side, too. That little yeah. slot dragging well, across the center. Into the same damn receiver. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was a little disappointed. But I think, you know, during the game, I was a little more disappointed than I was on watching, watching it again. When I watched it again on tape, clearly Rico McGraw yesterday was – a vulnerability. He was a weak spot. He's a true freshman. You know, I'm not. I'm not ready to. I'm not nearly ready to quit on the kid. Hell, last year Aaron Davis was a true freshman on the field too. Made some mistakes. Now he is on Mel Kuyper's big board. He's got a full scholarship, and he already got a pick in yesterday's game. Aaron Davis is my man. He's my boy. I love Aaron Davis. Rico McGraw is going to get better. He definitely got smoked yesterday. He definitely did not know where the hell he was supposed to be or what he was supposed to be doing, and you could tell, right? I mean, even a team oh, like Louisiana Monroe, they're going to find the damn hole if you don't cover. Absolutely, you know? and, and I mean, you can't – you're not going to break up, and they're going to complete a lot of, you know, two, two-step dropbacks, you know, and throw the ball two or three yards down the field and get it out of your hand in, in two or three seconds. Sure. I mean, that's not something you're going to break up. The key to that is you need to you need to tackle immediately once the guy has caught the ball and keep it at a three-yard gain and not, not miss the tackle either because you're out of position, because you just whiffed on it, or you're going for the big blow-up shot to get on Sports Center and the guy sidesteps you. Right. I mean, again, discipline is going to be the key. And – you know, how good are we going to be against a run up the middle? We're not going to know for a while. Yeah, you're right about that. But I'll tell you, look, we, we played 19 freshmen yesterday, right? We played 19 freshmen, and I'll tell you, our technique, you know, we used to be, man, years ago, when we used to do, when we did this show, 
back in back in the days when we had you know the Thorntons out there and things like that. I will go so far as to say, back in an era when we had a guy like Willie Martinez coaching our defense, right? Um, our technique was just poor. We didn't get our head around. We weren't close to the receivers. We played off the line, and then we stayed away from the receivers the entire time. We we had we just did not attack the ball at the defensive back position, and it burned us all the time, right? So oh, even it burned us horribly. And you look yesterday, we did get burned a couple of times. That one touchdown on that same route, you know, I mean, the throwing – I mean, I, I was disappointed. I was, I was a little embarrassed. I felt bad for the young defenders out there. But they're going to get better because I really believe in Pruitt. Pruitt knows how to coach defensive backs. And if you look yesterday, as bad as we feel about the game yesterday and the passes we gave up, old dog, do you know how many passing yards – uh, Louisiana Monroe got yesterday total? I, I do not. I'm going to say it was probably under 75. No, they had a total total passing yards, 206. Oh, Lord, have mercy. 206. I must, I must have watched another game. Yeah, well, you only I don't know. Maybe you only watched the first quarter. I don't know. They had 206 yards passing, but I have another trivia question for you. Do you know how many passing yards – Tennessee gave up yesterday. 358. No, it's more than that. But before I tell you the number, do you know who coaches Tennessee's defensive backs? Willie Martinez. Willie Martinez. Now, I'll get you, I'm going to let you guess one more time. Guess one more time. How many yards do you think Tennessee gave up to Bowling Green? I'll tell you this. Let's it was go. more than 206. It was more than 306. Let's go with 458. <laughs> it was more than 406. It wasn't 458, 424. Now, I, I know Rico McGraw had struggled yesterday, right? But I'm happy with Rico McGraw and 206 yards passing. Much happier with that than I would be with Willie Martinez and 424 yards passing. I'm telling you, buddy. Willie Martinez is the secret sauce for Tennessee. There ain't no doubt about it. 424 yards by Willie Martinez's defense yesterday it was fantastic, just in passing. Um, I'm, I'm overall, I'm pretty happy with the game yesterday. We played 19 freshmen, old dog, 19 freshmen. Well, and, I mean, it's good. You know, again, it's good to get those guys' experience. Uh, as we said in, in the pregame show, you know, next week is pretty much going to be the same. And we're really not going to know what kind of team we have until we tee it up against the Cox on, what, the 19th. Yep, two weeks from yesterday. Yeah, you look at Terry Godwin, another true freshman that played yesterday. He had all the drama of an actual fumble, which is the cardinal sin for uh, receivers at the University of Georgia and running backs, that is. He had all the drama of a fumble without actually fumbling. He's going to get better. Terry Godwin will get he, a lot better, he, and, and he, he he runs good routes. He just needs to he needs to work on his ball security. No doubt he, about it. He likes to wave that thing out there like a loaf of bread. Let me tell you something. I bet you he's going to receive that message. I mean, I think he got that message yesterday. He had to run back to the sideline. Oh, he got, he got that message. 
he got that message while they were waiting to see if it was a fumble or not. You damn right he did. He's damn right he did. <laughs> I bet you his ball security is going to improve. Rico McGraw's footwork's going to improve. We're going to get better. I, I was I'm not unhappy about what I saw yesterday. We're going to be in good shape, man. I think we're I think we're on the, we're on the right track, buddy. I, oh, I, I think so too. Better. I mean, the biggest thing that you know I took away is uh, you know we're quarterback is going to be an issue, you know, throughout. I It it seemed like you had better blocking, and I, I don't know if the team's behind Ramsey or not. Uh, you know, just kind of – you just kind of got that feel that they there was a little more ump there when Lambert was in. Let me I tell you, my what, wife – my wife doesn't know that much about football <laughs> – and when Ramsey came out for his drive, I mean, he played okay. But the first thing my wife said, she, without me, I didn't say a word to her. She looked at me and said, those guys on the offensive line don't like Ramsey. That was the first thing she said. <laughs> She's like, they don't like Ramsey. They're trying to get Ramsey killed. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but it certainly seemed like Ramsey was working harder for what he was getting than what Lambert was getting. Yeah. And it still looks like we're making adjustments on the offensive line, too. Um, right, right. You know, I mean, it looked like when we slid. Uh, the switch to Hunter Long didn't work that good, I can tell you that. No, Hunter Long no. comes in. He's not where he's not where Kublano is. No. Um, so, but, yeah, it's all a work in progress. It's the first week, dude. Hell, look well, at and, and they say, you know, and they say the biggest that the biggest improvement is from the first week to the second week, and we sure. certainly we certainly have a lot of room there. And, Unless you're South Carolina, and then it's going to come from week two to week three. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, South Carolina <laughs> always finds that magic against us. They do, and sure we do. just, you know, and and we need to be aware of that, and we just, I mean. Our entire coaching staff, they need to coach their ass off against the OBC. Because yeah, because he, he will against us. Yeah. He'll bring it against us. Oh, well, and, and always does. And, I mean, yeah. they had they had a horrible team last year and, and beat us. You know, and, um, and that should have never, that should have never happened. They shouldn't have beaten North Carolina. No, they should not have beaten North Carolina, but they did. That's the thing yep. they do, man. They, 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 OBC figures things out. Um, I'll tell you, in other news, just from the stadium in general, boy, they got those speakers booming. The speakers, all the little changes they made. I do like the new concession stands. Um, the sodas are still super flat, though. That pisses me off. You get a brand-new fresh soda with no ice, and that damn thing is flat. Um, There's no sparkle in it. no. This, man, the the speakers are really, really loud. Um, we do have cups, though. Hey, we got cups for sale, old dog. Cups oh, man. for sale on the DogCast website. Brand new, fresh 2015 stadium cups are for sale. I had to raise the price a little bit because they're a little more rare now, old dog. With the free refills and stuff, as many coke, the cups aren't being generated like they used to. People buy one cup and they hang on to it the whole game. And gotcha. so there's not 
the, it's a supply or, issue. Although. Or maybe they're taping it to the bottom of their seat. <laughs> That's what I do. But uh, yeah. anyway, so we do have cups for sale. The 2015 cup is for sale on the website now. How about now. some of those girly for Heisman t-shirts? Still we do have girly. We do have still have the big number three T-shirt, Gurley for Heisman, run the damn ball, ring the bell T-shirts are still for sale. If you want a T-shirt with a big three on it, I do not have any T-shirts with 27s on the back yet, but we're working on that. But our biggest seller, I know you guys are excited, cups are for sale. So we have cups in stock now. And um, so you just go to the website, click on the Dogcast store link, and buy as many cups as you want, friends. Um, and... Old Dog, I have one other thing to cover before we wrap this show up, unless you have some more football stuff you want to talk about. No, that's it. Well, you know, as you know, Old Dog, I have a son. I have a son. I have three boys, and one of them, my middle son, spelled in the National Spelling Bee on ESPN. He went to the Big B and uh, spelled on ESPN the Scripps National Spelling Bee. He is a, a state spelling champion. And um, so we take words pretty seriously around our house here. And as you know, we had a new, we had the new mascot, the new Ugga, a real Ugga, was at the stadium yesterday. Russ did not make the trip. The new dog, who is a very handsome dog, don't get me wrong, I am thrilled with the new dog. I think he is a, what I call a real He's a real Georgia Bulldog, a real Ugga, an all-white Bulldog. And um, here's the thing, though, old dog. They're calling the dog Q. Have you heard about yeah. that? Have you seen where the dog's I, name is Q? I, I knew the name was Q, but I hadn't seen the spelling. I figured it was just the letter. Yeah, you would think that, and I would be okay if it was just the letter. Here's the thing that bugs me, and I, I want you guys all to know that I know that I am, like, tilting at a windmill here. I know that I'm Don Quixote, and I'm tilting at a windmill, and I know I can't change this, but I want you fans, you dogcast intelligentsia, to be smarter than the average fan. Hell, I want you to be smarter than the average person that works the Georgia Dogs website, because I can guarantee you when Sonny Seiler told the little reporter his name is Q, like a cue ball. That's what Sonny Seiler said. His name is Q, like a cue ball. Okay, so the little reporter or reporterette, I don't know, you know, I mean, hell, I don't want to cast aspersions on the School of Journalism home no, of the Peabody Award, but that little reporter goes back and types up that article and spells Q's name as the letter Q, Q-U-E. And here's the thing. There is no such damn word as Q-U-E, okay? Q-U-E is actually a Spanish word pronounced K, and that is not what I think Sonny Siler was going for. He said Q like a cue ball, and that is C-U-E. Now, there is a word Q, like when you talk about queuing fixture at a movie theater or something, that word is Q-U-E. You eat no word, and that is also pronounced Q. There is Q, like a cue ball, that is C U E. There's Q, the letter Q, and then there's Q, like I'm standing in the Q at the movie theater, that is Q U E U E. But Q U E. How about, how about to Q the mic? How is that spelled? That is also C U E. Okay. Like, like so, the ball. 
What's Sonny, what's Sonny Siler? I think what Sonny Siler said, he, I mean, I read the quote. I saw him say it. He said his name is Q, like a cue ball. But he never said Q-U-E or, or C-U-E. He just said Q like a cue ball. And then we have some half-assed reporter go back and say, I think that's Q-U-E, right? And then nobody checks it. And that stuff goes out on the wire, and then all of a sudden, his name is Q-U-E, right? But, like I said, and I know it's, it's, done, it's gone too damn far. It's gone too wide. I know I can't stop it, but I got to try. Because K is what they're calling him. K is not even an English word, not even an American word. Q-U-E is not a word, and it is not that dog's name, and they ought to get his name right, by God. His name is should be – they could go with the letter Q. I'd be cool with that, just well, Q, here's, right? Well, here's what we need to do. We need to get the people on the phone. We need to get them on the Internet. We need to get them to email Bowen Williams and Levy in Savannah, Georgia, where Sonny Siler is a senior partner, and tell them to get right. that shit straight. That shit needs to be fixed. If it's yep. Q, like a cue ball, that is C-U-E, Sonny. You need to get that fixed because that is bugging the shit out of well, me. Well, it's not his fault. He may not even know what happened. So he like may I not. Say, like I say, get on the horn. They're probably closed on Monday. But Tuesday, <laughs> light up that switchboard there at Bowen Williams and Levy. That is bugging me. It's C-U-E, not Q-U-E, damn it. So anyway, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I'm not going to talk about it again. I just want to get that off my chest. All right. Now one, one, other little, one other little housekeeping note, yes. and, and I know we hear, we know the sound quality is horrible. Two weeks from today, we will be back up and running. We're going to blame it on Comcast. That's the <laughs> earliest they can get a technician out to the old dog bunker. Yeah. If, no. if, we've, got, if we've got any, any, anyone with any pull with Comcast, that is, that's listening to the show and can get someone earlier, let us know. Yeah. I, I just want, I'm just, I'm happy with the fact that you're taking the blame. That, because, you know, we got guys out in Arkansas that are ready to send a hitman out looking for you right now. No, it, it, it's all on me. But I'm, but I'm going to put the blame on Comcast. All right, all right, all right. And their and and poor customer service. Well, also, by the way, I am totally clear on the fact that Oscar Blues has a brewery in Asheville, North Carolina, and that they are the brewer of Dale's Pale Ale, and they are huge on the East Coast. Old Dog, you may not know this, but Old Chubb, the official beer of the 2015 season, is brewed not only in Colorado, but also on the East Coast by the brewer of Dale's Pale Ale, which is actually a really big popular beer, and it is widely available all across the South. We don't have to drive an 18-wheeler to Colorado to get any old chub. You can buy it at the I Whole Foods in Buckhead. <laughs> I still want us to do it. <laughs> yeah, because we want the fresh, right? You can actually go that, to Asheville and get the fresh, but, hey, we may no, still we, go to Ch- Colorado, by God. That's right. Because who wants to go to Asheville? You, you we want to relive, relive Smokey and the Bandit. There you go, right? I'll drive the Trans Am, except it'll be a black M5. You drive the 18-wheeler, and let's rock it. There you go. I'm going to drive a Peterbilt 379. 
<laughs> Dog fans, that's going to do it. I'm fixing to have a Black Eagle bourbon and some Red Rock ginger ale. I'm going to down a couple Red and Blacks here and enjoy my Labor Day. Big win for the Dogs, 51-14. to 14. We're at Vanderbilt next week, and uh, that should be a nail kickoff, biter. The, the premier game. It's a what kickoff? Which is a good thing. Which is, I said it's a 3.30 kickoff CBS yep. game of the week. Yeah, yeah, we are the CBS game. That game will be streamed. Did you hear CBS is going to stream every single game? All of the 330 games, you can watch them for free on your cell phone, your tablet, whatever, with the app. That is, uh, that's pretty cool. That's big. I like that. Yeah, kind of like watching it for free on TV. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you're not in front of a TV, you know, I'm just saying, old dog, just saying. I hear you. Um, dog fans, it's been a pleasure Thank you for listening, guys. We've got some audio comments here, so stay tuned. We appreciate the audio comments. You can leave those at 706-363-0210. You can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Email, dog, email Old Dog the, the secret codes to get into Comcast customer service so he can get the high speed into the bunker a little bit faster. And... Uh, Dog fans, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your feedback. John Myers, the official bartender of the Dogcast, shout out, buddy. You got a T-shirt and some cups coming. Um, guys, we really appreciate you listening. We love doing the show. Go dogs! Hey, guys, one more thing before I let you go. I'm about to play the audio comments, and I just want you to know, we did the show before I actually listen to the audio comments because I don't want those ever to change or flavor what I have to say in the show. I don't want that to be a part of what my thought process is when we're doing the show. So anyway, before I play the audio comments, I just want to recognize a couple of all-stars that called in because I was really excited to hear from them. We've got a call here from Jeff from Boise. You guys that have been around the show for a long time, you'll know Jeff from Boise is like, I mean, he's an all-star. That's all you need to know. He's old school it's awesome to hear from him. Also, in that same category, Tracy from Seal Beach, also an all-star, formerly of Georgia, now of California. Great friend of the show. Glad to hear from those guys. And don't forget, there's a fantastic call from Isaiah Crowell's dad. He tried to get into the bunker, and we were busy. It, it's fantastic, but you got to hear what Isaiah Crowell's dad had to say about trying to get into the bunker. And by the way, Tracy, you got to know, it cuts you off at three minutes. Sorry, dude. Call back anytime. Derek, old dog. It's the ghost of Jeff in Boise. Hey, man. What, what's going on? It's been a long time. I've been listening. I've been hiding the feed. I just hadn't felt like calling. But i got to say, after listening to only part of 384, Derek, damn it. Damn you, sir, to hell. You're making me have hope again. Everybody out here asks me how the dog's going to be this year, and I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know. Every year we think something's going to happen. I don't have any reason to think otherwise. It just won't be the same old year again. And then you go spinning the fairy tale, Grayson Lambert, and how wonderful he's going to be in that next step. And, damn, man, I think you're making sense. I'm drinking your Kool-Aid. I haven't even got to the part of the show where you tell us what we're drinking this year, but I'm drinking it. So kudos, sir, and looking forward to this year. And go dogs. 
Hey guys, this is Tracy in Seal Beach. Uh, congratulations on 10 years. Damn, I can, I can remember driving down Cobb Parkway listening to you guys a long time ago. Um, appreciate you guys sticking with it. We, we really love it. We really enjoy it. I look forward to hearing the show before and after the game. Um, my thoughts, yes, we are tired of hearing old dog talk about running the damn ball every play. We are not living in 1980. We all love running the ball. It's awesome. We love pounding opponents in a submission. But, you know, we know that's not going to happen. Thank you, Derek, for setting up straight. With that said, everybody's thinking just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball in these first couple of games. Why not pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball? Why not let see if Lambert or whoever can put up freaking 400 yards of passing against, you know, all the way through South Carolina? The last thing we need is every team down our schedule thinking all they've got to do is stop you know, running back that we plug in, whether it be Chubb or Sony, yes, we have the riches, but we need to get them to back the F up is what we need to do because every team is going to come at us thinking they've got to stop them. With that said, you guys mentioned that Grayson being kind of a change in the, I guess, I don't know if culture of Georgia football, but I was thinking about that the other day, and it's almost like in the past, for the long, as long as we can remember, when players would commit to Georgia, in their mind, they're probably not thinking, oh, yep, going to Georgia to win a national championship. Oh, yep, going to Georgia. You know, we've got the Peach Bowl Davis guys and all that stuff. You know, the thinking wasn't like, I'm coming here to win. I mean, Georgia is a great school, great history, great football team. But when commits are looking at other schools, you know, the Notre Dames, the USC's, the, the Bama's, in their head they're thinking, I want to go win a damn national championship. And I'm not downing Georgia. I love Georgia. But I think that's changing. I think we're seeing, like, the, a new breed of recruits coming in and thinking, hey, I'm coming to Georgia to win a damn national championship. And I think we're seeing players on the team that don't have that mindset not be on the team anymore and not be starting. So I think there's something to that. I damn sure hope there's something to that. So anyway, um, of course we want to run the damn ball, but I hope Grayson Lambert lights it up. And as far as how he did at Virginia – just Google his damn head coach there. The guy can't keep a quarterback. Um, you took a quarterback in high school that played a non-throwing offense, and he went and got coached by a shitty-ass head coach, shitty-ass quarterback coach. How's that going to work out? It's a whole different ball game with the tools he's going to have at Georgia and the coaching he's going to have at Georgia. So I think we need to give the guy a chance. So anyway, uh, here's some good season, and I'm going to add my drink, and I know it's I'm not making it up. But when you guys are talking about ginger beer, if you are ginger ale, I... Even a little bit of lightning can't slow down the dogs. Chubb did the running, Malcolm Mitchell did the catching, and hey, welcome back, Keith Marshall, too. Great game for the good guys. This is Sea Dog Nights. Well, I, um, I followed y'all's advice. I went down to the, uh, under the tape, uh... Black and the middle, knocked on the middle door and I, and I yelled out, Isaiah Crowell wants to marry your daughter. Which I thought, and y'all told me was a secret password, and nobody opened the door. I sat there forever. Maybe I'm mistaken. I thought I heard an old dog laughing on the other side of the door. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, got the first game under the belt, and we won like I said we would. But 
for God's sakes, can you think about a worse omen? Start the damn game off. Start the damn game off, even though it wasn't us, with a boots kick. For God's damn boots kick. Somebody tell me what the hell, hey, what the hell a butch kick is good for. Now we want Hey guys, this is Steven in Atlanta. Just wanted to drop my comments about the game. Uh, everything that we thought about the dogs, we saw on Saturday. I mean, uh, the big question, I guess, was the quarterbacks. They played fine. They played good. Uh, couldn't really say anything bad about them. The defense had a couple hiccups, but uh, that's to be expected when a quarterback like ULM. I mean, that guy, that guy took his lumps. He was he was playing strong. Um, when that happens, he's going to make a couple passes. But you know, he he was dirty at the end of the game. Uh, what else to say? I mean, it was great seeing uh, Keith Marshall doing back on the field, doing what he could do. Uh, the running backs like we expected, were awesome. Um, other than that, I mean, everything was perfect. Uh, I think Phaeton Bauda probably uh, more pissed than anybody about that uh, weather delay and that uh, the, the ending the game early. I mean, I would have liked to see him on the field a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll get to later on. But other than that, everything looked great. Everybody looked strong. You know, we're we're all up. We're all we're all for those linebackers, man. <laughs> Uh, anyway, y'all have a good one. Can't wait to see what happens next week.